Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special miniature bonus episode of All Things Nintendo. I'm Brian Shea from Game Informer, and I am joined by Kyle Hilliard. Kyle, how's it going? This is a bonus episode? I didn't know. I wouldn't have agreed to this. I I thought (laughs) I was on the main feed. Well, believe it or not, Kyle, you are on the main feed because this is coming just after the main episode for this week, which is all about The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. And I I said in that episode that I'm on the road, so it's kind of an evergreen episode celebrating the anniversary of that beloved Zelda game. And I would hit the news when I got back. However, next week's episode is also going to be a jam-packed episode. So when Nintendo dropped this Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay trailer, I thought I owed it to the All Things Nintendo audience to kind of jump on and just give a quick breakdown of what we thought of this trailer. So Kyle, that's why I have you on here. And I don't think you're going to mind talking about Tears of the Kingdom too much because I think you and I are 11 out of 10 excited for this game. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, it's this trailer that Nintendo released earlier this week was hosted by series producer Eiji Aonuma. And uh, basically, he started off by being like, by the way, development is complete. So that means we are right up on it. It's So we've only got one more delay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I truly, genuinely, there's no doubt in my mind I'll be playing this on May 12th. You know, I think it'll be out on May 12th. I mean, we'll, yeah, I'll probably be playing it a little early, not to go to inside baseball, but it will be out on May 12th. Yes. Uh, barring anything that causes it to be delayed outside of the development, like whether it's like a marketing thing or whatever. But right. I would say like we're 99.99% locked into that date at this point. There might be cartridges with Tears of the Kingdom being printed on them now. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, for, once a game go, I mean? goes gold, which I mean, that's essentially what he said. That means they're out there printing up cartridges probably because that means it's yeah. ready for pressing is what it typically means when it, they announce a game has gone gold. So yeah, there's a very good chance that they are <laughs> starting the manufacturing process. Yeah. So that that's exciting in itself. But then we got like 10 minutes of new gameplay and explainers on a lot of this cryptic stuff that we have been seeing over the course of all these teasers since you know dating back to E3 2019. So I mean, I guess let's just start with like, we got a look at like kind of the Sky Islands. We got a look at kind of like some of the changes that have been going on around Hyrule. Uh, This one has caves, which we've seen hinted at several times now, but like it was nice to kind of see it confirmed that like, oh, if you go into a cave and we'll get into like the powers and everything that we, I think that's kind of the meat of what we're looking at here. But the first power was recall which it allows Link to target specific objects and kind of rewind time on on those objects in a vacuum. So like we saw one in this trailer where uh, like a piece of rock fell from the sky and he hopped on it and then was able to ascend back up into the sky by rewinding the time of that rock. And, you know, we've seen it in the past where also like there's like a boulder rolling down a, a hill and Link is able to rewind time for that boulder and take out all the enemies that were following the boulder, which is also seems very, very useful in like a, a situation where you're overwhelmed by the number of enemies coming your way. Yeah. So what did you think about this recall power? I mean, like like everything in this 10-minute gameplay thing they showed us, a, a lot of it was like, what what is that? Your mind kind of goes crazy of like, whoa! How can I use that in other ways? Like, what are the ramifications of this? Like, I see I see the basic version of it now, and it's less of like, oh, I it, it, 
it's less of like, oh, I'll be able to climb a rock into the sky and more like, what else can I rewind? You know, how, how does that, is that going to be part of boss fights? Like, how does this work? Can I use it against like just an enemy? Like that's kind of where my brain goes. I mean, that's like you said, that's how I viewed this entire presentation because like Breath of the Wild was so unique in that it gave you just such an open-ended way, like a, a playground to just explore and see all the ways you could break it. Like, you know, you could freeze an object whack it a million times and then before it unfreezes hop on and then take it for a ride across hyrule if you wanted to and we've seen people do like wild stuff with that this seems like nintendo's seeing that and saying like oh let's just let them go crazy with all the things that we're going to give them to really see how they can break this game yeah just even more tools right Mm -hmm. and i think none of them are more none of them have more potential to break the game like fuse which (laughs) this was the one that i was just like all right, how are we going to possibly, like, what are the limits of this thing? Because, like, we've seen all kinds of different uh, objects kind of fused together. We saw in one of the early trailers, they had, like, a shield with, like, a flamethrower or something attached to it. And then this one, they announced that, like, what it actually is, where it's, like, you can take a weapon and fuse it with objects. So this in this example, they gave the the stick with the stone. So, like, the, the, you know, the, the... typical twig that you can pick up uh, it's like the most basic weapon aside from maybe like a bokoblin skeleton arm but like it breaks pretty immediately and does very little damage but link took this fuse ability and like basically crafted a hammer by fusing a stick with a, a stone and he used sticks and stones to break some bones <laughs> You just had that in your pocket. <laughs> I was actually uh, trying to figure out a way to end that sentence. So I, I'm glad I stumbled upon the worst possible joke imaginable. But yeah, um, I, I don't know like how you're going to go ahead and like, like what are the limitations of this? That's my main thing right now, right? Like, because otherwise yeah. you could just do limitless things. Yeah, I, I mean, I think in terms of fuse it seems like maybe you can just fuse two things right like maybe that's the limitation and then then the thing that i'm kind of confused about is like is ultra hand which we haven't talked about quite yet but is ultra hand a variation of fuse or is that considered a wholly different thing where you're combining like objects in the world you're literally sticking them together as opposed to like i'm going to put an eyeball on an arrow to make it a homing arrow like what's the difference there the way that i kind of saw it was so fuse and ultra hand kind of go hand in hand um where they're they're probably similar things right the way i kind of interpreted it was that i mean and i'm you know i'm out on a hotel which is explaining the kind of the the sound quality here from my mic but i watched it and i thought that fuse was still being used with the 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 vehicle creation but ultra hand allowed him to pick up heavier things than he normally would be able to yeah that was maybe, kind of how i interpreted it, it is yeah yeah i'm not completely clear on that but um yeah because like when the ultra hand stuff where he was making the raft that was clearly more than three things that were yes. being connected right but I, but i guess but i think i wonder if in terms of like the things that are in link's pocket that he can fuse together for weapons and stuff like that i think that's got to be limited to just two things right I don't know. Like, uh, that's the the big question I have is like, how limited is it? But also, like, I'm trying to think in my head of like the the two weirdest things you could fuse together. And I, I don't know. Like, there's so many options 
Like, well, yeah, the, the big one are those monster items, right? The fact that an eyeball fused to an arrow makes it a homing arrow is like, what does a wing do? You know, because that's the stuff that's not totally clear, you know? Yeah, and like, you know, he even showed like, oh, if you put a mushroom on a shield, an enemy can hit your shield and it'll cause like a kind of like a ninja smoke cloud that allows you to escape or sneak behind them or whatever. And it's like just trying to imagine like, okay, well, what is this going to do if you fuse it to this? Like if you fuse a mushroom to a sword, is that going to make it so every time you hit an enemy, it puffs up the smoke or is it going to have a different effect? Like there, or what if you have the, the monster eye with the, the sword? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can you throw a sword and it yeah. homes in? I don't know. That's it's, that's the, that's what they were so smart about with this is like, they they didn't really show they just showed like here's the starting line now you guys think about what the finish line looks like for the next month and a half two months like think about all of like the times where you're like in breath of the wild cooking stuff and you're just like throwing like oh what if i put these three ingredients in the pot and cook and it's either like you've discovered something amazing or it's like oh that was garbage and it doesn't do anything for you it's just you have to throw it away like yeah, i'm wondering food, right? is it's that going to kind of transition over into the fuse tool like is there going to be that level of experimentation or is it going to be even more oh yeah i mean you'll definitely end up with some useless stupid things right <laughs> like in theory you know so yeah that, that's know. uh that's uh recall fuse ultra hand and then we saw ascend which is another tool that allows link to kind of go upwards which seems to be a theme with this with all the stuff happening in the sky here and basically, if Link has a ceiling above his head, he can use Ascend to go through the ceiling and up to the roof of whatever he's on. And like, it's like, all right, well, you're in a house. You can get up to the roof of the house. That's pretty basic. Yeah. But they also showed like if he's in a cave and he ascends, he'll swim for like several seconds and reach the top of the mountain, which is very, very interesting because that changes the entire dynamic of exploration. Yeah, I couldn't tell if uh, even watching it back a couple times, if it was like um, connected to a uh, currency of some kind. It's like magic or maybe it's on a cooldown. Like that's how they stamina, did it. Maybe. Well, in the first game, it was all cooldowns, you know, like you could only use that like the, the leap to jump up into the sky. Right. Like once every what, 10 minutes or something like that. Or it might have been less than that. But I wonder if that's kind of that tier of power. Like it's pretty versatile and you can, it'll get you places really quickly, but you can't use it that much. Yeah. I mean, I, there's gotta be some limitation on it. Otherwise you're, this is going to be completely broken in, in how it, it is implemented. So yeah, really have no idea there. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to call out specific to the gameplay demo that Aonuma gave us in this, uh, this video? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a small thing, It's a, but it, and it was totally something that we all assumed from the moment they first revealed that you were going to be kind of in the sky for a lot of this game, is that the transition from the sky to the ground is seamless, and like mm. you can just leap off and skydive, uh, which is great. I love that. I love the idea of just falling forever, you know, and then you can speed up and slow down. Like, it was, it was nice to just see that confirmed of just, like, getting knocked off the 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 sky and then just it's like yeah no this it's not like they're not like two separate areas that are your like that are like levels that you're fast traveling between or not that and no one none of us assumed it would be but it's nice to have that to be a confirmation absolutely and i mean i was impressed by the draw distance as well like again that may have been being played on 
a more powerful switch of some sort, but like, no, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Sense. I don't think they would either, but like it looked like you could see for a long ways and it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of pop in, at least in the environment. Yeah. So if they can do that, like, man, what does that say about game freak with Scarlet and Violet? <laughs> it Just, says that they th- th- aren't very good at uh, making their games run. well, <laughs> Which is unfortunate because like, I don't know, like it's, it's wild to me if if it does run as smoothly as this trailer indicates. And, you know, unfortunately, we have to give that caveat, even though Nintendo has not typically been the 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 worst offenders of this. Like we've seen yeah, several other publishers shot, do it right. so much worse where it's like they just show a trailer. and It's like, oh, look how good the graphics are. And then you play it and you're like, this looks like garbage. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's was, not typically Nintendo. Those first peaks at Tears of the Kingdom when we saw Link's like long hair and he was like running through the world, a lot of people were calling that out as being like, there's no way that's running on a Switch. And and my reaction even at the time has always kind of been like, no, I mean, that, that looks about right. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. So I cannot wait for this game. And really? I mean, it, it the hype levels are just out of this world at this point. Like there's so much stuff coming out in this April, May, June timeframe. And I don't know what game could possibly be more anticipated for me than Tears of the Kingdom. However, summer's the new fall, man. It's it's such a wild timeframe because like, you know, we have uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor at the end of April. Uh, I think Dead Island 2 is also end of April. May, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom just block off my entire month there. But then June is uh, also pretty packed. You got um, Street Fighter Six, you got Diablo Four, you got Final Fantasy Sixteen. It's just a a murderer's row of game releases. Like if that was a holiday release schedule, you'd be like, "Oh, that's that's a pretty good holiday season." Now it's yeah. right in time for the nice weather to come back to Minnesota. We will have all these games that will encourage us to stay inside. um but there were some other announcements adjacent to the tears of the kingdom trailer and that was uh mostly surrounding this switch oled model which is a sharp looking switch i have to say like i like the dock but the joy cons really look great and i love it they're carrying forward kind of the gold controller motif that has always existed basically dating back to the n64 right like they had Uh, yeah i guess that was the first yeah 64 yeah um, and then we've always we obviously had like the gold Wii U or uh, not Wii U uh, Wii, and then we did have the the gamepad that came with the Wind Waker edition that had kind of gold all around the the Wii U gamepad. So yeah, it's been a, a Zelda Wait, tradition. Hold on. Brian, the NES cartridge was gold. The, yeah, the cartridge was, but I mean that's yeah. that's nothing. That, that's something that's always you're talking been about controllers specifically. Yeah. Controllers okay, specifically. I thought you were asking when they started the gold thing, right? Where no, no, no. Like hardware related to Zelda is gold. And I was and you said N64, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. I feel like we were getting gold things earlier than that. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, the I way that I yeah. yeah, the way that I played my I mean, Zelda was the, on NES was one of my first video games I ever played, and I remember pulling it out from my cousin's like little like cartridge tray because the the cartridge was gold and i was like oh what's this this is this looks cool hell it's a hell of a hell of some good foresight on nintendo's part by the way to be like yeah this thing's a masterpiece it's gonna be gold and we're (laughs) we're confident about that you know yeah this game will change the industry so let's just make it a gold cartridge and i mean (laughs) man they they did it for sure so we got that that comes out actually april 28th alongside some other stuff um and it retails for 360 dollars and man, I am tempted yeah. by this one. Yeah, are you going to get one? Well, the window so. might be closed, but... I don't think I'm going to, 
because I'm still in the camp of holding out for if Nintendo does a new model at some point. Because I, if I bought this, and again, this was the most tempted I've been on an OLED ever. If I bought this and then like next year they announced that like, hey, we're releasing Switch 2 this holiday season or Switch Pro, whatever, I would be kicking myself. Like if there was a two-year gap, I would probably pull the trigger on an OLED. Mm. But just have like one year would be just short enough that I would be like, oh man, I shouldn't have, I should have waited. I should have been patient. Like I've been, cause I mean, I've been patient ever since the OLED was yeah. like released. I mean, here's, here's my pessimistic theory, man. Like I don't think we're getting new switch hardware anytime soon because like if it was even, if it was a year out, the, they would have delayed tears of the kingdom. I mean, what That's else, true. how else are you going to sell? Like, are you going to blow up? the internet with new hardware then launch it with new zelda you know what i mean like they did it once with this generation yeah they did it no they did it with the wii as well like it's the best way to do it and i feel like if they i mean i guess they've delayed tears of the kingdom so many times at this point but if they were like look uh let's hold it back a little longer because then we can launch it with switch 2 or switch plus or whatever you want to call it like to me that that's like it, the fact that Tears of the Kingdom is coming out to me says like we're we're going to have the switch for a while. Now that being said, I'm not trying to talk you into spending a bunch of money. I don't do that. I I <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with my switch. I I'm not I I as much as I love Zelda, I'm 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 pushing back against the temptation to get that o that OLED. I did get the I did get the Pro controller though. I did buy one of those. Uh, yeah, so that's that. that's the other stuff they announced. So there's the uh Pro controller which is $75. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, an expensive controller. Expensive. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did not see the price. I'm literally just looking at the Nintendo product page right now for Tears of the Kingdom. And, uh, you know, the game itself is $70 as well, which is the most expensive Switch game uh, for a base version of a game that yeah, Nintendo has yeah. put out. And then uh, there's a carrying case as well that was it's also pretty attractive. And that's $25 if you're just that's wanting fine. something not uh, not extremely expensive, but something Tears of the Kingdom related for your Switch. There's that. And then, of course, you know, they announced this prior to this, but there's also the collector's edition that was announced the last time. That's $130. So lots of ways you can spend money on The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But Kyle, anything else on this topic before we wrap up this bonus episode? Uh, No, can't wait to play. All right. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for joining me. Do you want to give any plugs for either your social media or something you've been working on? Hmm. I mean... Yeah, you can find me on Twitter still. Please go follow the Game Informer TikTok account, although TikTok might be banned soon. I'd still like to get as high as I can before the ban comes through. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, not, I mean, otherwise, you know, keep an eye on the Game Informer magazine. I mean, the issue, that's where you'll see a lot of my work uh, lately. So that's where all the big stuff goes. And of course, if you want to listen to the full episode of All Things Nintendo, the uh, the flagship episode of this week, you can find it right where you got this episode. And again, that is focused entirely on The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, celebrating the anniversary of that episode, or of that uh, game. And that episode features uh, Kyle Hilliard as well. So if you like us, you like hearing us talk about Zelda, then there's another one already in your feed for you. And then I am also back on Instagram now. So you can follow me at Brian Pichet and get any questions or feedback you want over there or on the Game Informer community Discord. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. And I hope you enjoy the main episode of this week. And until next time, take care.